Keeping On looks at the journey of aging through the power of music. Hello, I'm Van Owens Hayes, host of the podcast Keeping On, which is brought to you by Walker West Music Academy, where they harness the power of music to foster academic achievement, success, healing, and joy. What helps you keep on doing what you do? Is it music? Music can comfort, heal, inspire, and uplift. It can make you want to sing, dance, tap your foot, create, and learn. Music can help you keep on keeping on. Music not only helps you recall past milestones in your life, it can also improve your memory and keep you socially connected. Public health nurse Beverly Probst and the director of Walker West's Amazing Grace Chorus, Shauna Moses and Reverend Carl Kloman, will discuss the joy of connecting older adults with some activities that contribute to brain health and well-being. Each of you has a role in the Amazing Grace Chorus. Please share what this experience has done for chorus members generally and you specifically. Shana, why don't you begin? Yes, the Amazing Grace Chorus. Um, it has been a, a joy uh, for all of us um, as we participated in this project and, um, and as we keep reflecting on how to um, grow it and make it even more inclusive. Uh, we like to think of it as a, um, a beautiful community of folks, of elders age 55 and up. Um, we sing songs of joy, of hope, and of inspiration um, based on some of those rich black cultural traditions uh, that so many of us are familiar with. And um, so, so it's been a beautiful surprise as it's created space for people to uh, break up isolation that comes in navigating a pandemic. Um, it's provided musical healing space for folks. Beverly, you've been a member of that chorus. Can you tell us what that has been like for you? It was so inspiring for me when I first joined. I just kind of popped in because I had a friend that I recognized was in need of more socialization because her memory was kind of scattered. And so um, when I learned about it, the group, I asked if she would go with me. And at first she said no, but after I attended a couple sessions and excitedly told her what my experience was, she finally agreed. And those experiences really reinforced my public health knowledge about what is needed for people to be well. I've worked many years encouraging people to do the things that are healthy for them, but the experience with this choir helped me see the value and the whole issue of wellness that starts primarily with how you treat your body. One of the first things that uh, really motivated me was when Carl West sh started telling us that in order to project our voice, we needed to breathe. And so he put us through some exercises that I've often used but never really thought that they were related to my voice. And that really inspired me to think about other ways to get the body moving so that the, the choir in and of itself would be healthier as they grew older. Um, I think 
I was inspired because music, in my mind, is something that is not forgotten. Many of the participants uh, know the prayer uh, in and out because they study the Bible, and the songs, which in some cases I'd never heard before, inspired them. And so as they became a choir right in front of my eyes. At first they were singers, but now they were a choir. And I think they enjoyed the socializations, which really excited me. I recall attending one of the rehearsals, and I won't name her name, but she was so shy and quiet. And when the gospel song was being played by Carl Walker, who was then the director, she stood up and her whole being just lit up and her voice was bigger than she was. Yes. It was, it was amazing. Carl, you've joined the chorus after it had begun and added your own creativity to it. Tell us what it's been like for you. It's been a wonderful experience. Um, as you mentioned, the choir was started by Reverend Carl Walker as the first director. And uh, since I have uh, taken uh, the helm as a um, music director, uh, it's been really wonderful, a wonderful experience uh, interacting with the seniors, um, learning more as I have about uh, engaging with people who have um, uh, Alzheimer's and memory loss uh, issues, uh, and to be able to connect music uh, that they have heard from uh, long ago to now. It's wonderful. Uh, some of the testimonies that we receive when we're singing is, oh, I remember that song. I remember when my mom sang that song, that kind of thing. And it's so inspiring and so encouraging, you know. And um, we look to do more of that uh, to um, engage the choir with uh, singing and songs that would uh, encourage um, memory gathering and, uh, and connectivity. I observed at the re early rehearsals that you not only sing, but you learn a little step routine and you go through some exercises. So um, tell us what all that involves, how people do that. And then I know they eat also, but... Uh, we'll get to that a little later. Tell us about the activities. You want to start? Sure. Um, and so, yeah, one, of course, you know, food is a center for so many things that bring us together in our community. And that was sure to be true when we were meeting in person, too, with the Amazing Grace Chorus. Um, and it, it had a way of just kind of letting people's guards down. Uh, also, with that, we had an opportunity to enjoy to introduce some healthy choices around food um, at the table. Um, um, and, and the sweetest part of it all is that all those things were, were lovingly monitored and encouraged <laughs> by none other than uh, our own dear Beverly Probst, yes. Yes, yeah, she's, she's the vigilant diet, yes, healthy diet person. <laughs> Love and accountability, right, <laughs> is what she brings to the program. The other piece with the movement, right, I'm sure typically in choirs, especially particularly black and gospel choirs, you'll see that rocking movement, right? That's a steady piece. But, you know, there are times when that music gets so good, you need to move to it. And, and, um, and when the beat and the lyrics pull you in, right, where sometimes we have to have a, a bit of a routine that demonstrates 
the lyrics that we're singing with conviction about. And so we had those as key pieces in the program, too. There's also a little bit of history yes. that comes with participation. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about culture and history? Okay. Um, way back, long, long ago, um, even into um, the time of Africa and since, um, we've had the African drums, we've had uh, the connectivity with um, uh, the African singing and how storytelling would be given uh, through singing and through mm -hmm. the uh, speaking and passing down through generations. And um, so a lot of that is still in our culture and has been transferred now in, into uh, gospel in a call and response type yep. of way. Um, and um, our, our choirs learn these skills um, when they come to rehearsals and, um, and uh, we share that as music leaders. Well, you three do a great job uh, together and I know there's a few songs that when you play, everyone at Walker West comes to hear. Mm. And uh, so it's a community building experience. And mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about that community building? I would add that not only it is a community building, but it is a socialization tour, um, tool, socialization tool. Because what I observed happening is that there were individuals in the choir that um, had a passion about saying certain singing certain parts of a song and what would happen it would just kind of ripple so that all of us actually learned how to be tuned in so that would be amplified um, though it's hard to explain the feeling that one gets when somebody starts a tune and then the rest of us can join is one in my view that is a passionate way of healing um, because all of us have, I didn't know, but I was singing soprano and some people sing alto, and I didn't even think about that. But when a song is sung and all of us are singing in, in a harmonious way, there's some passion that comes out of it, and there's definitely healing. And we've seen, I've seen examples where some of the choir people start pacing and walking, and it's all because of the call and response that from a historical perspective that we've carried with us because it's a natural thing to join in to sing a song that you all know. I like to think of them as um, the keepers of the culture, right? Because embedded in song is also language, right? Mm -hmm. um, where perhaps the endings of phrases aren't always there, right? But they're implied with a, a groan or a moan or a something, right, mm -hmm. that weaves it all together. And particularly living in a place like Minnesota, right, when um, the roots of choir members may have come from anywhere in all parts of the country, from the south to the east, mm -hmm. right, to the west, I feel like there's this connecting factor where they are able to continue to practice whatever our mother tongue has been. Right. And there aren't many spaces that center that um, from a cultural perspective, but in music, particularly in gospel music, is there. Mm -hmm. It still lives there. I know that originally the chorus was designed for 
people with memory loss, but they have many other conditions, um, some of it just part of natural aging. But when they sing, none of that's apparent. That's right. And so uh, share with us sort of that spirit of overcoming uh, whatever's going on with them, either physically or mentally, through the music participation. Well, research has shown that uh, chronic pain and other um, illnesses are uh, decreased by uh, music. Music is a healer, and there's a lot of medical um, um, activity research into that. But um, one of the things that's uh, really important is that when we uh, connect with uh, the 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 music uh, from a um, um, from a um, um, logistical standpoint, um, music and uh, healing uh, is really uh, uh, important um, because uh, from um, Alzheimer's to um, uh, chronic pain to um, uh, even other illnesses uh, that can be distracting to people. Music uh, can heal the mind. Mm -hmm. It can heal the spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can bring about uh, a change as far as uh, being able to focus on something that's other than uh, the pain and other than uh, mm-hmm. your conditions. Music provides all of that. Uh, and uh, it's a wonderful thing, uh, even to the release of endorphins and all of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not to get uh, technical, but all of that uh, is a part of the physical manifestation of music mm-hmm. in, our, uh, in our bodies and in our spirits. And the chorus has performed several places, and the response has been uh, quite wonderful. And tell us about the response that you've gotten at the various form, forms you've sung at. It, it's been at. overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> it has been uh, beautiful and overwhelming. And uh, these elders, they're magnets, right, within community, right? So. When they said, listen, we're going to be having a concert, it wasn't necessarily a flyer in and of itself that brought folks there. It was their influence, right? Yes, <laughs> that people it was. wanted to support them, cheer them on. And so even now, when I think about um, our first opening concert, people were on their feet, people were mm-hmm. singing to the choir as yes, they sang right. to the congregation uh, up shouting, go ahead on, Doc. I hear you. Tell them about it. You know, it was all there. Yes. I remember they sang at a tea at Hallie Q. Brown. Yes. And they looked so special in their uh, Kinty cloth uh, stoles. And they sang, and people came from all in the building. It's You know, you start out with maybe 100 People in the room, Mm -hmm. you end up with 200 in the room because everybody's listening. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, one of the wonderful things is that um, not only do the singers, when they uh, lead sing, uh, do they sing the story of the song, but they often will provide a testimonial and uh, to uh, explain uh, the the purpose of the song and the energy of the song, and that's so wonderful for building connectivity and community for the audience as they're listening to the music or the presentation. I know when you were at the uh, senior residence down the street that was a small, intimate audience, you had some uh, musical accompaniment other than you, I think it was you and Tom Wells were playing together. And the people there were just inspired and the daughter of one of the singers was inspired as well. And so a younger generation seems to appreciate what do you have to offer? Mm-hmm. In fact, she has now since joined the choir. Oh, really? She's a part of the chorus as well, um, picking up where her father, you know, left off. She's well, since we've gone virtually, she comes in and is a member of the chorus too. And we've even seen um, a mother-daughter combination. Uh, now they regularly regularly attend. Um, so yeah, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, one of the things that's I've observed is how supportive members are of each other. And that's been very necessary during the pandemic. Share with us what creative things you've done to keep the group together. I think one of the things that they do, at least I enjoy, because I usually have not been able to be fully involved with the Zoom presentation, is that the ability to check in, which is it's not, well, it's new for this group, but it's something that has been proven to be really successful to, to relax people and kind of say, how was your day or do you have anything you want to add? And so one of the questions is, is that we had was, let's talk about joy. How does joy, how have you been affected by joy? And it's amazing how each and every person gets a chance to kind of share what joy they've experienced since the last time we met. And I think that that's part of restoring, again, that kind of social need that the people that we meet with, and if they are there because of memory loss, it's amazing that their memory can um, is built because they certainly can share the things that happened to them 10 or 20 years ago. Absolutely. I, w- I would uh, couple that with the fact that um, there's something powerful about people being seen right and being heard and being centered right and I would say that um, this particular population when we think about black elders um, in the hustle and bustle of life I think they can be edged to the margins right to the edges which isn't us historically right and I think that the check-ins help bring them back to the middle like how are you doing to uh, Miss Probe's point Right, to put that focus back on them, which gives them voice, which gives them a, a place to share their own perspectives. Right. Well, you do a good job of bringing them together, and I know that social isolation is something that occurs at any age, and there's study, plenty of studies to show that it's not healthy, there's decline when you're by yourself, and, and I can remember moments when I've been sick at home and I thought oh my god what is going to happen and then somebody calls you and you feel 
renewed. So that spiritual connection is important. The healing, can you talk to us more about how it's healing, what it seems to do for people, uh, whether you're instructing them or they're singing or listening? One of the things that I've been working hard on is to help us think about wellness more. And I think that with this group, we've experienced what I would say emotional wellness. Um, earlier, when I got involved in this whole issue, I realized that people of certain ages often um, have a tendency to forget things. And if they're not having an opportunity to relate to other people, that forgetness is something that becomes permanent and they don't get involved and they don't talk and they don't read, they don't do any of the things that they used to do before they begin to age. And so I think the wellness of the choir is something that they all look forward to. I mean, every time I do zoom in, I'm amazed at the number of folks that I know that have joined the group, and they enjoy the socialization, and of course they also enjoy the spiritual wellness that they experience. Um, it's interesting that people do not forget the Bible. They don't forget the chapters in the Bible. As they get older, I believe that's something that they really concentrate on, and we have a chance to talk about that in our group, and you don't often have a chance to do that. Even in church, you're there to listen, but you're not there to talk about what you're experiencing through the reading and the singing that you're doing. One of the biggest parts of our culture is the spiritual component. And uh, as Beverly was saying, um, the, the um, people in the chorus are able to uh, share their spiritual journey. Um, they're able to share what they've uh, experienced in the past. Uh, we get a lot of comments and very wonderful, rich stories about maybe childhood or uh, their uh, experiences. Some people came from the South, for instance, and we've had conversations where people were able to share the history of that experience as opposed to as opposed to being uh, in the northern uh, states like Minnesota and what the culture is like here versus where they have come from. So uh, it's a beautiful thing and we uh, treasure those rich history moments because uh, they're enlightening to those who are a little younger in the on the zoom calls um and uh it's transcending uh for uh information for um the perpetuation of our culture uh it's just a wonderful experience and it's all done through music well we believe that music inspires and keeps us connected and you do a wonderful job of providing a safe social environment for that to occur. So we want to thank you for your contribution. And listen to music, folks. It's a healing experience. Thank you to today's guest and to you, our listening audience, for joining us today. As Plato says, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Until next time, keep keeping on. 